That guy I see in the mirror, he looks awfully familiar, but he's also oddly different. When I raise my right hand, he raises his left. Still, though, we do seem pretty much the same. When I bring my finger closer and closer to the mirror, his finger also gets closer and closer. Wait, stop, don't touch that finger in the mirror. Mathematics, math is mysterious. Suppose I meet two extraterrestrial beings, and then I meet two more extraterrestrials. I can safely predict that I will have met four ETs, even though I've never yet met any. Math lets you make predictions. All the stuff around us that we can touch is made of matter. The atoms inside us are made of matter. In the early 1900s, physicists working with the mathematics of matter made a strange prediction. It could be that there existed a sort of mirror image of the matter of which we're made. It would be exactly like ordinary matter, but opposite, antimatter. A decade later, antimatter was found to truly exist. Matter and antimatter are such complete opposites that should they meet, should they touch, they would both be completely destroyed. Both would be annihilated, leaving behind a flash of energy. Could it be that matter and antimatter are opposites when it comes to gravity? Drop a bit of normal matter and it falls down. Could it be that antimatter, if you dropped it, could it be that antimatter would fall up? It's only recently that a team of scientists has been able to perform that experiment. I spoke last week with a member of that team, Dr. Joel Fagens of the Physics Department at UC Berkeley. Antimatter is rare in our world. How many anti-atoms are you dealing with in this experiment? How many of them are falling in Earth's gravitational field? We do the experiment with a hundred of them at a time. A hundred anti-hydrogen atoms, or a hundred ordinary hydrogen atoms, weighs in at close to six millionths of a millionth of a millionth of a millionth of an ounce. Not something that is easy to see. So how do you know where they are? How do you know whether they're falling up or down? How do you know where they are? How do you keep track of them so you know how fast they're falling, how fast they're accelerating as they fall? Well, we actually don't know where they are, and that's one of the reasons why this is a difficult experiment. The only thing we can do is to let them annihilate, blow up. And then they look for the remnants of those tiny explosions. The result, antimatter falls downward. The result that we got was what was expected. But nobody had ever done this kind of direct measurement in which you drop antimatter. There's been a lot of experiments which have used indirect methods. And there's certainly a lot of theory that says that, that, that the, they should drop in the same way as matter. But there's always was a chance that they would do something different. We didn't find that. A lot of effort to come up with something that people kind of knew was what we were going to come up with. But physics is full of null experiments in which people think they know the answer, but they, they need to go out and do the experiment to prove that it's the answer. And null experiments have a proud and long history in physics. They're really very important because we shouldn't make assumptions for important questions like how does antimatter fall. And now that we've done the experiment, we, we 
can confirm all of these theories, not that they were seriously in doubt, but there was always a chance that somehow or other it would go the opposite way. I could see the data as it was coming out, and watching it come out with the predictions that I and others had made, you know, almost a dozen years ago, was such a thrilling experience that I, I forgot to be... It took me three or four days to remember to be upset that it didn't go upwards, not that I really thought it was ever going to go upwards. Joel, it's been really good talking with you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. It's been a fun conversation. I'm speaking with Dr. Joel Stagens of the Physics Department at UC Berkeley. For KVMR, I'm Al Stoller.